Yesterday, we were discussing the merits or otherwise of cities moving away from encouraging cars into their centres and the value of pedestrian malls. Wellington Mayor Justin Lester has made an election promise to transform Wellington into a people-focused city by removing cars from the Golden Mile. Auckland Council design champion Ludo Campbell-Reed joins me. Good morning to you, Ludo. Hello, Terry. How are you? Good, thank you. How do you define the success of a car-free pedestrian mall? Well, I mean, this is, this sounds uh, like a bold idea for, for Auckland or for New Zealand, but actually, globally, it's a very sensible um, initiative, and many cities all around the world have been doing this. Um, places like Edinburgh and Paris, London, Melbourne. Only last week, Edinburgh sort of announced they were doing trials to to rid their downtown of cars. So it's really all about people, you know, human beings shop, um, not cars. And so it's understanding that um, people are wanting to come to cities in a different way with different choices of how they get to town. And uh, by giving them opportunities, opening up the spaces for people, people, more people are attracted, more people spend more money in shops. It's better for your well-being, better for air quality. So all those, all those things are the downstream benefits of, of pedestrian malls. The cities of which you speak have yeah. brilliant public transport that, and a culture of people using That's public right. transport. That simply isn't happening in Auckland. We're putting the cart before the horse. Um, I, don't, I don't actually agree. I mean, I, you know, in terms of culture of public transport, New Zealand, well, Auckland in particular, had the highest um, patronage of public transport in the whole world up until the 1950s. So you have a, a history, a culture of public transport. Which has gone the by last, the by. Well, the last 60 years, we've been building roads and motorways. That's what we've been doing. We ripped up the trams in the 50s and 56. And, but what we're doing is we're rebuilding. So from the city 12, 13 years ago, had one of the worst public transport users in the world. We're now one of the fastest growing in the world. And, um, you know, in the last five years, we've doubled our PT patronage uh, since 2012, 2013. So we're we're on the journey back. We are on the journey back. But Ludo, aren't you putting the cart before the horse? Like I say, we might have had a very good, strong history of it in the 1950s, but that was a very, very long time ago. And if you convert shopping areas into pedestrian malls before you've got a way of getting the people to them, what on earth happens to the retailers? They can't wait for 10, 15 years. Yeah, I mean, your points are really well made. I think the key thing is, is deciding exactly where, where we're talking about. We're not talking about uh, pedestrian malls everywhere across the city region. We're talking about um, in areas of the downtown uh, where, where PT and uh, access is, is easy for both driving and for um, public transport. But remembering... I don't know if you remember this project, but about in 2012, we delivered a series of shared spaces in the downtown. These were places where we removed all the car parking, we removed the pavements, we built, in effect, sort of pedestrian-friendly zones. The business retail takings went up by 440%. And what area was that? Parking, Fort Street and Lawn Street and that whole downtown near Brudermart. So those areas were uh, car-dominated. Uh, business was not flourishing. We removed the car parking, we widened the pavements, built zones for people, and business went up 440%. That's not a small amount. So and how would you describe right... High Street? Well, High Street's just the, the golden opportunity, isn't it? One of the greatest streets, in, I think, in New Zealand, a wonderful human-scale street. But it has a, has a challenge. It's a, primarily a car park. And uh, it is also struggling, you know, for it's, retail. It's not a car, that's one of the areas where it was completely closed off to cars for for a significant amount of time, where Zambezi no, used to be, that... O'Connell Street Bistro, that there was a, a retail precinct there that was thriving, and now it's 
like a ghost town walking through it. Well, that's 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 um, High Street is struggling. Connell Street is thriving. Brunemart is thriving. It's just about competition, and we have still have High, High Street's never been closed to traffic, um, and that's really what a lot of people are asking us to do. Um, and remembering, it's not the council sort of telling people how they want to live. It's actually the public are asking us to do this. You know, when we do surveys, when we consult with people, they're saying we want the city that's for people, more PT focused, more cycling, more walking. You know, it's definitely becoming a, a way of the future. Um, really? So, yeah. What surveys are you doing, Ludo? I. Many, many. Look, I am sure. I am absolutely sure, and, and I know that people have to plan for the future, and that is a good thing because we haven't been doing enough of it. But yeah. I, I just think it's going. You need to put the public transport in first, and in the meantime, the retailers suffer along the way. And I guess with any progress, some people are going to suffer. But all of those people who are clamouring for cycle lanes, sure as hell, aren't using them. Well, they are using them, and they're using them in droves. And cycling globally is one of the fastest growing globally. Yes, yes, in the world. yes, it's yes, yes. But in Auckland the City, top, top. and well, in Wellington, we've cycle lanes. We've where we've built cycle lanes in Auckland. People are using them. But remember also this one: this is when you build a, a motorway. Unless the motorway is complete, people won't use the motorway. The the cycle network needs needs, needs to operate as a network. You can't get on and off it and jump on and off. We need to complete the network. Once you've completed it, people will use it. It's, it's, it's really straightforward from that point of view. But you're right. There, you know, there needs to be you know, more connections, more of the network needs to be built before you can say um, we're working as a cycling city. But it takes time. And um, the patronage numbers, I think, carry a really important, you know, as they're doubling patronage in the last five years. Now, that without the city rail link even being complete, that will double the patronage into the downtown. There are now more people coming into the downtown in the morning rush hour peak by public transport than by car. These things are happening now. Um, so I'm just, I'm just utterly, utterly bemused as to why, why a cycleway and that complete destruction of Greylin, which is a, a, a suburb yeah. where it would take half an hour to walk to the inner city. All that money spent on an inner city suburb for a cycle lane, and I lived there, and I would have seen, and I'm talking since it was installed and up and running, pro- I don't think I've got to double figures yet. Um, and that's even on the weekends, when all of these people who are living in outer suburbs what? are desperate for public transport, and yet all this money was poured into a bloody inner city suburb where you could have walked mm. into town. Nobody wanted it. It was utter nonsense. Well, I think we're, you know, we're not, we're not perfect at all, and there are mistakes that have been made, and um, we, we understand that. We, we are learning by these things that, that, that don't go well, and I, you know, that's an example of something that, that really didn't go as well as it might. But you know, we are, these things are disruptive where, wherever they are. They are about the future, and it's about designing the city for the future, for what people are wanting, and it is difficult for business, um, and we're working with them really closely where we can. And I guess it's understanding that do we want to leave it as it is or do we want to improve? And I think that's the difficulty with, with this, all this all. It's change is disruptive. Of course and, it um, is, but it doesn't have to be as disruptive as it has been, I think no, is my point. And no, the no, number of right. times that something has been done and then it's been ripped up and then it's been done again. And I can't even imagine how much more it costs. And that's all along Ponsonby Road. That's done, frankly... These are all inner city streets. It's the people right. in the outlying suburbs that need the public transport and the investment.
Well, we, we again, we're not just spending money. There's, there's $28 billion being invested by this council and by government in infrastructure. The majority of that infrastructure ends up is, in, is going to be public transport focused, more active modes focused. Uh, we're spending $1 billion of, of, of public money in the downtown. That's the city centre. That's the old CBD. But we're spending $27 billion across the wider region. So, you know, changes in Manukau, changes in Botany, changes in Papakura, changes up north there's now buses to walkworth i mean a lot of the things i think the good thing about this is that people are impatient um but for the last 50 or 60 years we haven't had a public transport system we have to now really build that from scratch and i believe you know when we look at the the doubling of the patronage in the last five years that's one of the no other city in the world has done that okay. doubled their patronage in the last five years but we have a low base, so of course we've got to go forward. But well, see, I would have done the public transport, then done my tree planting and got rid of the car parks. Right. It is important that we phase this correctly, absolutely. But as shown downtown, when we took out the car parking and business improved, there are parts of the region which are well served already by public transport and the people can come in in different ways. And I think that it's about understanding where it's best to make the changes rather than say this is a blueprint for the whole region because of course there are parts of the region that are poorly served by public transport. So you know, it is about this sort of this difficult, difficult orchestration of the, the timing, the funding, the politics um, you know, all these things and have to line up to, to make to make the change. Oh, I don't want to be a Luddite. I really, really don't. I love change. I love the idea of pedestrian malls, but I just think it's been done, and I'm not blaming you. I agree that there's a thousand different ways. Of course it's not your fault, but there's a thousand different things that have to come into play, but I just think it's been done in a really, really cack-handed way. But thank you for taking the time to call.